Uh, who's opening? That's a good question. You well, did it last time. But we're already rolling. You want to do it? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the Two Dudes Talking Motorcycle Podcast. My name is Mitch. And my name is Gleb. And yeah. Yeah. Look at this. Mitch I've, got a new place. So I moved. It's only he, been three months yeah. since I mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> he moved and now we have a new spot to record in thanks to... We have a dedicated recording spot now. So. Thanks to Mitch. We're moving uh, up. <laughs> we're moving up in the world. At least he is. Uh, I'm still where I'm at. <laughs> but I did get a new job. Mm-hmm, so that's did. very fun. Yeah. So we both had something new happen, which is pretty exciting. Good stuff. But enough about our lives. Let's talk motorcycles. And this week we wanted to cover cold weather riding and cold weather storage and just general prep. like prep for, for winter. For those of you that live in the colder just places treat, yeah. of the world how to treat your bike nice during those non-riding months exactly yeah. and or, uh or, or light riding months i guess yeah. i should say and we both live here in utah so we got to be uh take some extra extra <sighs> prep and extra uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for kind of extra extra precautions and stuff like that now i was gonna say we just we just have to deal with you know we just we have to deal with as as a my personal hell yep we have to deal with winter we have to deal with snow my shitty weather mitch's shitty attitude in the winter (laughs) and glove's overly excited attitude because he goes snowboarding (laughs) like every other utah in the state oh man (laughs) nah um I think though, uh, well, not not I know. Uh, before we're going to jump into that, bit of sad news this week, Leb. Yeah. So Triumph announced the last edition of the Thruxton, mm-hmm. and they are discontinuing the model, and it's that's it's the last one. And the, the last new edition one? is, uh, it's it's pretty cool. I'm gonna I don't have a picture prepped, but I'm gonna put it here for the video folks and in yeah. post. But for those that are listening, it is kind of like this green. It's a this like, beautiful, it's a like beautiful British green. Yeah, yeah, beautiful like green color with like a gold, oh. gold line and gold trucks and well, lettering the, the on the vintage side Triumph stuff. logo on yeah. there too. It is you know? absolutely beautiful looking, and I'm very sad to see the Thruxton yeah. go. Um, it's I'm, I wonder if they're gonna like replace it with something well, else. Well, you had mentioned you know like I think with the Thruxton because it is a pretty aggressive seating position. You know, um, yeah, our, our friend rides one. Um, and yeah, so it is a pretty leaned over bike. Um, and I think with the, uh, the new speed twin, you know, cause it's, it's still a Bonneville engine. Um, so I, th- I think that they're just kind of, my, my guess is that they're going to push for that a little more. Yeah. That's um, what I'm thinking well, as well. It, and it kind of checks off like all the marks for like, you know, the, the Thruxton had, I, I'd say the Thruxton looks a little more classic. You yeah. Know? Um, but I'm, you know, but I'm, I know that triumph, you know, they're, they're, they're reacting to business, uh, yeah. you know, and sales. And so maybe it's, yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes yeah. a Fumano is not selling too nice well. looking gets, bike though. It gets, uh, it gets taken out of production, which, you know, maybe they'll bring it back in the future. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll replace, maybe they'll come out with a whole new yeah uh, model. But I think right now that speed twin, 1200 speed twin, 1200, yeah, yeah. speed twin, 1200 is going to be what takes over. For the Thruxton line, because they did bump it up this year with like the mm. show suspension, the Brembo brakes, the upside down forks. So well, it's kind of like the more and talking sporty, to the Triumph like, guy at uh, Eurosports Utah. You yeah. know, like I was walking through, I was just looking at bikes when I was buying stuff, and like you know, it was. And as I just mentioned, it's like I really want a T one twenty man. Those classic bikes, and he yeah. even says like, well, you should look at these ones. They're roughly the same price. <laughs> they have better suspension, a lighter frame. Yeah, you know, so like it very well could be. And I know, like, for, like, the type of bike that the Thruxton was, you know, it was, like, a crotch rocket sported as, like, a classic. Yeah. Um, but I know it did weigh more than a lot of those, like, sport bikes. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the whole Bonneville line is not a light. They're heavy. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty he- Like, your bike is way heavier than mine. Oh, yeah. And you know? Even though mine <laughs> looks like it's a bigger bike. Yeah. It just has that heavy frame on it. Yeah. But we're, I don't know, I'd say, like, I'm sad to see it go, but at the same time, like, I think it is kind of, I think it is pretty reassuring to see that, like, a manufacturer isn't just keeping a model around for model's sake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I definitely. I, I think that, you know, they're actively, like engaging with like you know their customers of like oh what's selling what's not we're yeah. we're adjusting you know so i i agree and i think you know it's At, business their yeah. companies and stuff and one well, speed yeah. twin you know with the new updates and everything like they brought back the dual di- the dual dial analog, analog oh yeah dials. that's right they did which you i know? i think all the bonnevilles should have that yeah i think too. they just looks <laughs> it just looks beautiful although like 
Yours is still like classic looking while being modern, being like a TFT, be, be, being a TFT yeah. which is nice. But it is a bit of sad news. However, um, yeah, we're kind of excited to see mm-hmm. what else Triumph might have in store. I mean, they're still and what a send off re- for a model. Yeah, right. It looks beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and they still yet to fully reveal their motocross bike. Mm-hmm. At least like the specs. They kind of showed it off at like uh, last month over at like a, an event in California, but yeah. Uh, they still to fully reveal like the specs, the weight, and stuff. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. Um, another bit of news. I think that's pretty much most of the news that at least I've. That, we've, we've bo- I, I, we both had kind of a busy week, so <laughs> it's like I moved or something, or you yeah. started a new job. Yeah, it's crazy, know. huh? No, no, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, but <laughs> uh, but in honor of the Thruxton, I bought a new shirt. Not really in honor of the Thruxton. I bought but, it was yeah. on sale. <laughs> But I'm, it, it fits very well today. I'm always repping Triumph stuff, so... You know. We're not biased at all in this show. <laughs> this show is very uh, equal to all motorcycles, but we have but our, mainly but Triumph. We, we, we have our personal preferences. <laughs> exactly. And Triumphs, in, for us, have, are the best. Yeah, So because it's what we ride. Mm-hmm. So naturally, we're biased. Um, <laughs> and we also had a comment. Let's give a little shout-out to Ben over on YouTube. Uh, he was just... Uh, he told us that he stumbled across our podcast on Spotify and is, uh, yeah, uh, such a great channel in many ways. And I can't wait to see you guys grow your following. Uh, ben, thank you so much for that the shout-out. That was shout very out. kind. Yeah. Was very... Thank you so much for the kind words. It, it means we, a lot to, yeah. It really so. does. <laughs> we absolutely love hearing from you guys. And uh, whether it's feedback or suggestions, corrections. And speaking of corrections, so on the last episode, I talked about the G... Oh, before you jump yeah. into that, oh. can I, I just wanted to say to Ben about because he, he wanted to oh, know our thoughts right. on the yeah. NC750X. So I had gone on, there was somebody who had attended one of our group rides. Um, you weren't there for it, um, but she was on an NC750 uh, with DCT. And man, like, she, she could keep up. Well, that bike could, it, you know, it could go. Yeah. Um, she, she, you know, it did really well and probably one of the, like, the coolest slash nerdiest, but in a cool way things yeah was that frunk the tank trunk yeah because she was able to you know we stopped for tacos like we usually would yeah you know we hop off we're gonna we're ter- carrying in our jackets and helmets mm-hmm. she just opens up her her little trunk and frunk <laughs> and just stuffs everything in there That's closes cool. it up and yeah. yeah she's done i think it's a very like i personally haven't ridden one but from like reading about it, i'm looking at it and stuff it looks like a very like super practical motorcycle like oh, if yeah. you're on a motorcycle yeah. to like replace your car mm-hmm. or to like commute and stuff that's a perfect bike for it. especially yeah. with the dct i think that makes it even better yeah because you got the storage uh good fuel economy good gas it's money. gonna be like, more fun than a scooter it's gonna be more and more fun than a scooter and way more and 750 cc that's enough for a highway mm-hmm. well and that uh, and easy. like it does have pretty good suspension too like for yeah. how, like it's got a lot of travel yeah uh, you know so um no i think it's a very practical bike um if you would listen to our first episode you kind of get an idea of how we feel about honda's aesthetics on their bikes yeah that's it i think mechanically and practicality wise it's a good looking bike i'm just not the biggest fan of how it looks yeah but, but it looks they, so subjective, but yeah so. like you said practicality and um reliability honda's yeah nailed, they, they've nailed it and honestly like if i get a chance to ride one i'd I mean, oh, I would definitely yeah. not say no. Yeah. I'll take any chance to ride a <laughs> free ride motorcycle. Any, so. I'll ride any bike. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what it is. Even a Harley. Mm-hmm. Just go. We still we still need to try to ride a Harley. We really do. It's, yeah. We, we've dogged on it. We've we'll, joked, not dogged. We've joked with, on them yeah. enough. we got to we'll, try them. We'll get around eventually. Uh, and also, before we jump into the main topic today, uh, I wanted to go over a couple of corrections. So yeah, in the last episode, right, yeah. I mentioned that the 1300GS, uh, it's got the SOS button, which is like the help roadside assistance type button if something happens. And I mentioned that it was new to this bike. Uh, one of our commenters, though, one of our listeners um, commented on our... Uh, I'm trying to find the comment here. I think it was actually just on the YouTube page. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think I ever saw like an email about it. Uh, no, we usually get... It sh- we should have gotten it. Anyways, but he mentioned that his uh, he rides a R1250 GS and that he also has the SOS button. So that was a little bit... Uh, that was just my bad. I didn't double check that. The I think the press release kind of made me think that it was uh, a brand new brand new feature, but it's it's cool that the older models have it too. That I, oh, didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and also one other slight... This isn't really a correction. This is more of a uh, just... Um, a clarification. Mm. So I mentioned that 
I was talking about the center stand. I think all motorcycles should have a center stand just because it helps with maintenance and chain cleaning and things like that. Uh, the R12, R1300GS does not have a chain. It is a drive shaft. Yeah. And oh, found them. Yeah. And I wasn't really talking about the GS specifically in that. I was just kind of referencing my own yeah. my own experience with my Tiger. But for those that may have been confused in the last episode or if, uh, yeah, just know like chain cleaning definitely does not apply to the GS because it is a shaft yeah. shaft driven bike. I just was talking in general that yeah. the center stand just helps a lot with um but I mean, maintenance yeah. but, but good comment to Joe here. Yeah, thanks um, for thanks for letting us know. Like, yeah, we we welcome. Um, yeah, if there's any corrections or if you own the bike and you're like, wait a minute, that's not quite right. Uh, yeah, shoot it's us like an email, not. comment, and let us know. And uh, I try to I I generally try to double check myself, but yeah, same. But. We do this we do this after work, and sometimes <laughs> uh, sometimes things slip up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, my little co- correction and clarification. And once again, before we jump into our main topic, <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Follow yes. us at me at Glublapham. Uh, I am uh, at Meets 2D Beach. And you can follow our podcast Instagram at TDT Motorcycles on Instagram and threads. And also feel free to shoot us your emails at TDT Motorcycles mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And I also. I'll let you finish. Oh, Sorry, my bad. And also, uh, you know, when we go out on rides, we like to grab grab a coffee before we go on a ride. Yes. So we, you can help us out, but mainly help out the podcast, not just getting us coffee. By uh, if you have if you have spare change or if you want to help support the podcast, we have buy me a coffee. So it's buymeacoffee.com slash tdt motorcycles, and you can you can just support our podcast from there it's not yeah. really going to go to coffee we're going to try and save up and use it, it to pay for our hosting service and improve our equipment eventually mm-hmm. and things like that so get some more uh, equipment for some more content and yep. you know like nothing we can really like share or anything right now because nothing's in nothing's like truly in the works but like you know i think we can both agree we've seen a lot of traction these last few months oh yeah with the, with so the show so thank like, you Thank, Thank you, you everybody. That, yeah. That's all for you. And you know, if if you know anybody who would like to support or, or we'd yeah, be interested. Spread spread the word, yeah. let your friends know if they ride. Um also if you're shopping for motorcycle gear, especially in that coming oh, yeah. the colder months <laughs> or with the sales coming up, we are Revzilla affiliates mm-hmm. and the link is in the uh podcast descriptions below. So if you uh want to support the channel and are also shopping for motorcycle gear, like feel winter free, gear. like winter gear. <laughs> or maybe you want to pick up some summer clearance items. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Feel free to use our link and uh, help us out with that. But anyways, let's jump into our main topic. Let's do and it. And that is cold weather riding. Yeah, so unfortunately, fall is here. Yeah, um, for you. Oh, Snowboarding's coming up, baby. I'm excited. Let's go. Well, we're go. not doing a snowboarding podcast club. You know, maybe, so, I'll just, maybe I'll just start my own snowboarding <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, just kidding. I have a way... I don't have enough energy for that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let me pull um, up your notes here real quick. Yeah. You're more prepared this week than I am. <laughs> I did what I could, but no. And I very you, much. You just started a new job. So appreciate no, it. No sweat there. You also moved, so. Eh. Hey, have you mentioned that you moved on this podcast? I, no, by the way. Yeah. Have you also cold men- weather. <laughs> have you mentioned that I also got a new job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so yeah, this uh, today we're going to be talking about cold weather. Um in terms of like the gear that uh, that we use or what we recommend, um, you know, things to kind of get your bike winterized. Yeah, from there. So um, I, I'd say just first and foremost, um, I didn't type it in here with this first item, but uh, would be fuel and, and oil. Let's actually before we continue, can we just split this up in two? So let's yeah. go with cold weather riding mm-hmm. and then cold weather store like winter storage. Oh sure, yeah. So. Let's start with winter storage since you're already talking about we're, the, we're going the fuel tanks. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, ethanol can break down the in, the inside of a gas tank. Yeah, because it's pretty much like water, not really water. It's well, it'll water. rust yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll rust the inside of your tank. It's not good for your fuel line. Uh, I'm sure there's some mechanics who know way more about that than me. Yeah. You know, um, but it is just like one of those like quality of life things for your bike. Yeah. Um, so if you're not going to be riding for a long time, 
Um, you want to have a full tank of gas so that it's one, there's no space in there for water and condensation to, yeah, that's the, that's what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's like not the ethanol, but the condensation and stuff. Yeah. Like, so I'm not exactly sure how it works. I didn't have time to like really look into it. Yeah. Um, but how the, the chemistry it works, but when there's a lot of ethanol trapped in the space, like it can create condensation and water causing, you know, if it's inside of a metal gas tank, yeah, uh, like rust and stuff yeah, like rust that. and everything. And the fuel also breaks down. Yeah. Um, so it's a good idea if you're going to be storing it, uh, keep a full tank of gas in there. So there's no, there's no moisture pocket yeah. or there's no way for po- pockets of air to, for moisture to build. Yeah. Um, so you can use like either ethanol free gas. Um, I've, I've done that. That's what I year. personally do as well. Yeah. Or uh, I've also gotten the fuel cleaner. Uh, what's uh, it called? Fuel the uh, stabilizer. Fuel stabilizer. stabilizer. Yeah. yeah. Stabilized yeah, fuel. That's what I use as well. Yeah. So I'll, 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 I have like a gas tank, um, like in my shed. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, so I'll just, I'll mix in that. And so I have like a full thing of uh, stabilized gas. Yep. That's, and th- that's what I'll run off for the year or for, yeah. the, for the winter season. That's, that's what I do. And basically if I do manage to find like a day to go out and ride and yeah. sometimes I will, like if it's sunny and like slightly warm, yeah, I'll do I that very much bundle up and go on a quick ride just around the block. <laughs> yep. Um, but if I need to, f- fill the tank up or top it off and stuff. I make sure to put like a couple of drops of that yeah. stabilizer in. Just yeah, so I, I just keep like a three gallon. A, oh, really? Or I guess it's like two, yeah, two or three gallon of a gas tank that I have stabilized fuel in. Oh, okay. So I'll just fill it up when I get home. That's way more practical than what I so, do. <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, that, that's, that's going to be a good thing for your bike in terms of the fuel line, fuel yeah. tank, um, all that, all that good stuff. Um, you know, so it's pretty, pretty straightforward with that. Yeah, the and fuel, and uh oh sorry oh i was gonna i was gonna throw in with uh oil um i am in the camp i have no scientific backing for this whatsoever but i'm in the camp if it lines up at all with my mileage and service intervals yeah um to store it with a clean with clean oil yeah so it's not just sitting with that old dirty oil for however long until i can ride on a day or something you know because the worst thing it's like with an airplane right if an airplane's like yeah, Park. sure. We all know about airplanes, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you know, the, the worst thing for an aircraft is to be sitting on the ground. Yeah, it needs to be flying because once it's sitting there, everything's just going to be breaking down. Yeah, and it's the same thing with a vehicle, like a car or motorcycle. Much, if yeah, if that, that engine isn't being used, yeah, everything is just dropping down. All the lubricants and fluids are they're 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 lowering. Settling, they're settling. Yeah. You know, and so you get you can get a lot of internal breakdown if it's for too long. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, I've heard that too. Like replace your fuel before you store and stuff like that. I personally haven't done it. I just because I do take my bike out and mm-hmm. stuff throughout the winter. Because sometimes we'll have a like a break here and there. Yeah, uh, depending on the year. Last year was way rougher. Last year sucked. <laughs> Not for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but I do change the oil. Like most motorcycle manufacturers, they recommend you change your oil like um, every year or every however many miles, whichever comes mm-hmm. first. So yeah. I do change mine every year, uh, especially on the Triumph. Now that I think those engines are a little more delicate than the Honda engine, which I think will just run off vegetable oil if I had to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I try to change mine every every year, and to save money, I just do it myself. Which I think on motorcycles, most motorcycles, it's pretty easy to do yeah i'm gonna be changing my own oil from now on after my last one service yeah. <laughs> there but um it is nice you know if you can yeah like you know it is nice just having to save yourself the time and hassle and if you know if you to have you know mechanics do it but oh yeah at the same time it is a pretty simple job yeah so so um, that's the other bit um so oil and fuel oil and fuel and then next let me talk about the the tires and the uh the battery tender and basically, if you're planning on storing it and stuff, I uh, we both have center stands in our bikes. It's kind of yeah. nice because we can prop the rear wheel Get off the, the ground. <laughs> uh, but what I also do is mine's parked in the garage, but it's on a cold like cement floor. The garage yeah. is not heated or anything. I put a piece of like pretty thick cardboard underneath yeah. the front wheel, and that's basically just to kind of prevent uh, flat spots on the tire, or so kind of yeah. It, because and- with the colder air, your tire pressure is going to go down, and yeah. if it goes too low, you can kind of have like a more like kind of an uneven spot on the tire and stuff. And this kind of just helps keep it round. So it doesn't like freeze to the ground or yeah, just gets 
I don't know. Just kind of, it's just good for the tire. Well, it's just cold, like you know, like with any substance or surface, you know, if it's cold, like everything, molecules are just going to condense. Yeah. And, you know, so you can with all that weight pushing down. You, know, I'm sure I can see how it's plausible. Yeah. I. What's interesting is like, I, I have seen that on like motorcycle like threads and subreddits before. It's like ever like, I didn't think something so trivial would like be so like combative, mm-hmm. but there are camps of like. Oh yeah, like cardboard or some type of surface, right? Or mm-hmm. like, oh no, it doesn't do anything. You need to have both tires off the ground. You know, yeah, it's like I guess yeah. some people feel passionately about tires. But, you know, good. I just yeah. I put my my back tires already off the ground, so mm-hmm. that's fine. But I put a like a thick piece of cardboard underneath my front one. Personally, just... I'm too lazy, so I've never done the cardboard on the front <laughs> wheel. <laughs> but has it had flat spots or anything? It has not. Okay. Well, so, maybe it just doesn't get cold enough in Utah for that. At least maybe. not in the valley. Yeah, uh, we did have really cold days last year, though. Yeah, we do you did. remember that like one week where it was like in the twenties, and that was as high as it got. That was the worst. <laughs> it was so cold. Oh, and um, speaking of cold, actually, that, that's another good point. Um, before we get to battery, uh, the seat. Oh right, I uh, and you you've seen me. I take my seat inside in the colder. Yeah, colder I d- months. even though mine's in the garage, I do as well. Yeah, just because that um, depending on the kind of seat you have, most seats just have like the the foam, just mm-hmm. like like sponge yeah. foam inside, and that cold is really bad for that. It becomes it can become really just it becomes brittle plastic in general. Yeah, and that's I mean most seats are unless you have a really fancy bike with like a leather seat, <laughs> custom. Um, yeah, like a custom leather seat, which you probably also want to bring inside, but. Most bike seats, they're made out of, like, vinyl and stuff. Especially, like, I don't know. Is your bike leather? Is I think it's leather? pleather. Like, pleather. Okay. So, it's still, like, synthetic and yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, Plastic break, breaks down in the cold, becomes much more brittle. And yeah. that foam inside is also made out of plastic. So, um, so yeah, if possible, I think it's it's good. It's a good plan to take the seat off the bike and then yeah. bring it inside where so it doesn't, like, break down. Mm-hmm. And uh, you use a bike cover, too, right? Yeah, and I just think it's good just for, like, kind of just keeping it away from, from most of the elements yeah you know um including cats who like to jump up on things <laughs> so you know like my bike has had paw prints on it yeah before you know but so i, I think it's just like a good little extra bit of protection for it uh let um, me ask you this uh i since i parked mine in the garage i never used the cover mm-hmm. but have you ever have you had any issues with like condensation and stuff under the cover in the winter not that i can think of actually because really? it's well yeah. one one I can speak to our climate because it's so dry here, especially in the winter. Yeah. You know? And yours is parked in the carport, so you don't yeah. get, like, direct sunlight on it where things yeah. underneath can, like, melt yeah. and evaporate. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And what's tucked away, it's, it's not just a carport, right? It's, it's, like, up against a wall in the shed yeah. there, you know, so yeah. that it's out of the way. That's true. Um, you know, and so I, I know, like, a lot of this, if, you, if you're an experienced writer, a lot of this probably makes sense. You probably even have better ideas yeah. than we do. Oh, yeah. And if you, you know? do, shoot us an email at tdtmotorcycles that you put it up on some comments so everyone can <laughs> yeah. see it too yeah share us with us uh, your uh, cold weather storage advice and yeah. stuff or you know feel free to argue us i don't care yeah uh, and before if, we get into batteries one thing that i'm pretty bad at which i've i try to i'm still trying to be better at just remembering just it's a little thing just to purchase is a uh, pipe plugs Oh yeah, I've never used that. I, I haven't, but you know, like I I should probably buy some for wash when I wash the bike too. Yeah, the the off chance that I wash my bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like it's um you know for winter storage too, especially if it's going in somewhere, you know, like you, you just never know with rodents or pests. Mm. You know, like they're going to be looking for any sort of protection, especially if you've oh, ridden yeah. your bike. You know, it's not nice it's not well. unheard of that like yeah, a mouse has crawled into someone's pipes and got all jammed up and fucked or excuse me, <laughs> screwed up their engine. <laughs> um, you know, oh, I didn't even, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah so I'm it's gonna, just, I'm gonna some pipe plugs now. Yeah, well then too like again some if you butt plugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you've ridden before, you know, like if you go out on a cold day and you ride around, you have heat in those pipes, and if if you start if things start to settle, if it's like still cold out, yeah. you're, you're creating uh, chances for evaporation condensation. Um, you know, so it's just good to like kind of keep those plugged up from what I hear. Okay. Again, I have been really bad about it. I haven't done it. I've never used one. Yeah. But so. I heard about them for like, if you wash your bike, you should plug it up. So, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like this is just my personal take, just, like do whatever you want and stuff. Uh, I've never, even when washing my bike, I just kind of avoid directly like spraying water into it. But I'm like, if water gets in there, it's probably just going to like, well, for me, like I'll, the, I'll, I'll ride my bike on. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'll ride my bike to a car wash. Yeah. And, you know, and just spray it down with the water. Because I'm like, it's been it's been rained on before. When we did our Colorado ride, yeah. remember we woke up in the morning, it was like 
ice. Uh, frost on, yeah. ice on our seats and stuff. <laughs> well, we like, and your that. your bike too, right? Like you have like yours is kind of inverted. Yeah, you know, or it's at a it's at an angle. Yeah, you know, with mine's straight. Oh yeah, yours would be much easier because the water doesn't yeah. have anywhere to like. Well, because I, I I go to like a car wash to spray it down. Yeah. Um, it's usually warm, and so like if. Even though I'm just spraying it down, I'll see steam come off, mm-hmm. you know, just because it's... That makes sense. Even though it's only like a block away. Yeah. It, it's still enough time to like, give a, <laughs> you know, so it's, I'm not super worried about it, but, you know. It's something to consider if you, if, if that's something you're concerned about. But I, I, I'd never thought about the rodents, like potentially getting in there. That's a, it's not that's a very valid point. Yeah. yeah so. No, I can definitely see that because, yeah, that, that just makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then we have the battery tender. So yeah, if you want to, yeah, if you, um, you got two options as I see it. <laughs> yeah. So if you, uh, if you don't, or if you're new to riding, uh, if you're experienced, you probably already know all this, but you know, your battery needs to be like, it depletes over time, especially if it's like a lithium battery and stuff, but pretty much any battery, it'll slowly kind of deplete over time if it's not being charged. And, and cold used. can affect that. And the cold can definitely affect that. The cold makes it deplete way faster and it kind of breaks down the chemicals inside much quicker. Um, so you have two options. You have a battery tender, which mm-hmm. is basically a little thing you plug into the wall and then you plug one end into the battery and it cycles and the it, battery. Yeah, yeah. It just basically keeps it topped off, keeps it in like an optimal, optimal range and stuff like that. So it's, it's a, it's a good idea. Basically, even if it's not cold weather, but if you're not planning on riding your bike for a long time, yeah, it's a good idea to have that plugged in just so the battery doesn't die. Cause then you have to jump it or find like it's gonna be a hassle to start it back up yeah uh, and then the second option is taking the battery inside just completely unplugging unhooking it from the motorcycle and taking it inside if you and still using a battery tender and still using a battery that's tender, just keeping like, it out of the weather yeah so. if you can't if you can't park it in the garage or can't keep it out of the elements and stuff like that that's that's something very good to consider uh yeah. and putting it putting it inside Oh, another thing, like, with back to the cover, too, is like, I didn't think about, because, yeah, I have, like, overhead coverage for mine, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you don't have that kind of coverage, um, you would want to cover over there, protect your electronics and your, your seals and everything, you know? Yeah. And, um, just keep, yeah, just keeping it out of the elements as best as you can. Yeah, <laughs> so. even if it's just, a like, a tarp or just a your yeah. regular motorcycle cover that if you don't have, a like, a carport or something to park it under yeah it just helps to yeah keep it out of the elements especially if you live somewhere garage yeah (laughs) especially if you live somewhere in like a snowy climate and stuff like that like i'm I'm pretty sure leaving it in the snowstorm is not going to be good for the bike no but if you can do something to prevent that it's definitely a way to go but i also understand that not everybody has that privilege or i think can do it just a random thought would you rather have to store your bike uncovered for two weeks with no like battery tender it's just sitting out there exposed to the elements in winter right for two weeks or you have to ride two days in a winter storm (laughs) damn i did not expect i did not be i did not expect to be answering something like a hardball question like this damn you can't throw that at me after work (laughs) i can throw it i can throw it after you after like a beer and and some rum honestly um i say like two weeks exposed to the elements really because i think riding through a snowstorm would be one way more dangerous oh and we've done it so well light 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 snow yeah, yeah it wasn't like a full-on like Blizzard. it wasn't winter oh yeah no no so yeah. so yeah let me clarify that so it's just like kind of like what we did from colorado oh yeah but, it's two, oh. but it's two days of that or two oh, easy two days of that easy okay I'm a, okay i'm a cold person i can handle the cold yeah that's true i'm totally fine with that and you have fairings if, yeah if it was <laughs> if it was weather that we rode through back from colorado oh easy <laughs> easy i can handle two weeks of two days of that versus yeah. having my bike be sitting exposed to the elements for two yeah. weeks <laughs> well then a week week of Ooh. sitting okay mm. I still take the two days. If it was like okay. a week of riding, obviously I'd pick. Sorry, I, I would too, actually. because yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love my I, bike too much. To I can <laughs> handle the two days of riding in bad weather. We've we've done it, like yeah, we've done it in Colorado. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a full on blizzard, but it was. Uh, we have an episode. We have a whole episode about the ride. Uh, a yeah. few episodes back, if you want to listen to it. But uh, yeah, we just kind of ended up in a uh, pretty pretty much a light snow yeah shower or so it wasn't sticking to the road but it was luckily it was very it, wet yeah. it was very wet snow and this this is a reason we we weren't really prepped for it because it was it was the end of may yeah we're entering yeah. we're entering june yeah because <laughs> the day before that it was like what like 70 degrees yeah and then the day after it was like 50 and snowing i'm like okay 
really? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I think that's a good like segue into talking about cold weather writing. I think but so. Before, right before we do that though, um, another note I made in here is like, there's, there's like, uh, there's inside versus outsides. Like if you have a garage or a shed, definitely park it in there. Yeah. I mean, 100% like there, uh, bikes being inside during those, when those non use months, right. Yeah. Like they're always going to fare better inside. Yeah. Uh, protected, you know, in some, some way. Um, so yeah, like, but if you can't do that, these are kind of like the things that you can do to, set yourself for up for success. Like I don't have access to a garage or like a shed that can fit a bike. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So it's, it's not, it's really not like you have a choice unless you're willing to pay like, yeah. you know, for some, for some storage unit. Yeah. Sometimes we don't have an option and I'm just got to do the best I can. I'm privileged yeah. enough that I can't park mine in a garage. So that's, not, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> one, even though like I'm at this new place, like I have a carport, but it's not, it's not as well protected as my other one. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still very lucky that I can, for the winter, I can go keep my bike at the old place. No, that, that makes sense. So, um, cold with riding. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Um, don't want to go. You go for it. Go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> cold weather riding. It's not something we do often, but we do sometimes, whether it's intentional or not. As with the Colorado ride, it was not, and it was fucking cold. <laughs> It was very cold, <laughs> especially on the ride back. We basically got down. That's not quite winter temperatures, but it was like what forty three degrees Fahrenheit. But that was before wind chill. American friends, yeah, that was before wind chill. The wind chill probably brought it down to like definitely somewhere in the mid thirties or lower. Oh, it was miserable. going to like what fifty miles an hour, fifty five on average. Yeah, and I was poorly prepped because I didn't. It was at the end of May, and I was not prepped for. I did not expect to get that cold. See, we uh, were we weren't prepped in opposite ways, right? Because you didn't pack your winter gloves, yeah, and I didn't have like any sort of like thermal lining for my pants. Oh, right, that's true. I had to wear like the in, the internal layer for one set of riding pants on the outside of the pants I was wearing. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember, I looked like a leather yeah. daddy. Cause just like <laughs> I um. Yeah, I did not have my winter gloves because I did not expect it to drop that, or my cold weather gloves. Um, because I did not expect it to drop that low at the end of May. Well, to because be honest, I didn't either. I only packed those because I know I'm a wimp with cold. <laughs> and honestly, good, yeah, that's that's good. Because now I'm gonna every time we do a long trip, whether it's in the middle of summer or not, I'm gonna pack glo- the the winter glo- cold, yeah. the cold gloves just in case. <laughs> because they're also waterproof. So if it starts pouring on us, it's kind of yeah. nice to have my hands dry. But also, like, yeah, because on our ride to Colorado, it was like. I mean, in that same area, it was like 80 degrees. It was warm. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. It was hot. And then on the way back, it was like... Winter. It was winter temperatures. <laughs> and I remember my hands were like... They, luckily, I have uh, pretty good hand guards and heated grips. So yeah. that helped a lot. And I like really tightened down my like Well, I remember sleeves like we stopped stuff. at the gas station. And I, I even asked you, I was like, should we get you like some like grocery bags that you can throw over your hands? I, I literally <laughs> thought of that. So luckily I just held my hands over the engine to like warm them up and stuff. But well, even in my winter gloves I had to, I don't know how yeah. you were really faring. Cause yeah, my pinkies were like getting numb and yeah, it yeah. was, even it was with the heated grips. It was a cold ride. And <laughs> yeah, if you're touring or if you're planning, whether you're touring in the warm months or not bring you bring gotta a be pair ready. of uh either water at least waterproof and windproof gloves you, you gotta be ready for everything. yeah you basically have to be ready for everything but uh beyond that so i'll just talk about like what i wore mm. like on that ride and what i wear if i take a quick ride in the winter and cold weather yeah uh basically layering is your best friend yeah. uh this is coming from someone who also like snowboards and snowshoes and stuff in the winter it is something that oh, uh, and you you like winter, and I do like winter because I'm Russian. Uh, we were born in it. I just kidding. I was born in July. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, layering is your friend. You want to be able to. The key is basically not sweat. Yeah. And if you're riding, you know it's a little easier to do than if you're like super physically active and stuff. But you want to be to the point where you're comfortably warm, but you're not like sweating if it's like sunny or if you're moving around and stuff like that because that's what. That's what gives you that chill, yeah. that chilly feeling as a sweat. So uh, base layer, I like to roll with something either merino wool or synthetic, something moisture wicking so it wicks moisture away from your from your skin, keeps you dry. Uh, on top of that, like depending on the thickness of like the base layer and stuff like that, either like a sweater or something uh, 
decently thick or i just might go wear like a long sleeve thermal and go straight to like a puffy puffy mm. jacket yeah puffy down jacket and then uh my touring jacket with the windproof and waterproof liner in it because as long as you're keeping the wind off your body it you kind of it your body a, just kind of like yeah. keeps the keeps the temperature in but layering is basically your best friend uh kind of figure out i think my best advice for at least the top body is just figuring out what uh like what's what your temperature, own thermal exchange yeah, yeah what your temperature <laughs> what temperature you're comfortable in and uh with and basically just keeping it that yeah. way and also have the ability to like shed a layer and stuff uh, put it away if you need to if you're getting too warm uh but with the wind chill usually that's not much of a problem well yeah and and i don't know if you remember but like for our colorado ride you know i i had um because i i I'll be honest, I hate that thermal layer for the Sand 3 jackets. Oh, yeah, I'm it's not like a, a fan It's like either. a crop top thermal. Yeah, it's, it's hit, very weird. The mic. <laughs> it's <laughs> Every episode, man, I try not to. But no, we, uh, so I didn't bring that. Yeah. Because it's just, I hate it. It's, but, it's not the best. But I was just wearing like a, uh, like a thin sweater yeah. as my base. And then I was, I had like a waffle top over that and then a hoodie. Yeah. Because the wind was getting us. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I just had, uh, I had like a sweater on and then my windproof and that was that was oh, yeah, kind the, of enough. The, the windproof I think is what saved me. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of enough for me because I I'm pretty like cold tolerant. Yeah, I'm pretty good with the cold, but usually if I go out on like a ride in the winter and stuff where it's like cold, cold, I will wear like a just a puffy jacket underneath because I also don't like the sand one that much. I don't think it's even that warm. Really, it's really not honestly. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I do. And then I also wear a gator, like a neck yeah. gator, and I. It's kind of silly, like putting my helmet on because I have to like put it all the way up to like my forehead. So by the time I put my helmet on, it like slides (laughs) down to my nose, and that's just basically like enough to keep my face warm and keeps the cold air from like rushing into your. As much as I hate winter and cold weather, I'm excited to try that new Gator that Tessa got me. Yeah, uh, the Triumph one. Oh yeah, it's thick, man. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. Yeah, and honestly, those Gators, like they make such a difference. Yeah. It just oh, traps yeah, so yeah. much heat in for you. Yeah, basically, you don't want like your. I think I think the key point is I'm trying to make here is like you don't want your skin to be exposed to the wind and stuff, or just have your jacket have yeah if it's for heat yeah to escape yeah. yeah. Um, and then for for like gloves, uh, I think this is more of a personal preference, but I prefer gauntlet gloves mm-hmm. that go over your sleeve instead of your sleeve got like going over the gloves because then it kind of keeps the wind from going yeah up your sleeve because it kind of just I just realized around the top of it. This should have been, that should have been something I included in here. So not just like the gauntlet thing, but glove thickness. Oh yeah, because you know, it, so if you have heated grips on your bike, too thick of gloves, you're not going to get the benefit. That is true of that, which yeah. is the problem I have with my current winter gloves. But I was in the, we were in that weird point, right? Like so, my summer gloves in no way were going to be enough to mm-hmm. keep my hands warm. Um, and they, so my hands were still cold and after like maybe like 30 minutes to an hour of riding, then I would finally start to feel the heat come through. Yeah. But then my hands started to sweat. Yeah. (laughs) So so I think like you want some good like winter or cold weather gloves, but if you have heated grips, you need to take that into consideration. Oh yeah. For heat transfer and making sure like that, you know, you're not going to have like wet hands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like moisture is your enemy basically Mm -hmm. when it's cold. You don't want to be sweating. You want to be warm yeah um but yeah gloves i think it was more of a personal preference some people i think prefer like having the sleeves over the gloves and stuff yeah i like the gauntlets because it keeps the wind from going up my sleeves uh i think it, part of it kind of depends on your bike and stuff yeah and i think that's actually a good point is if you have a ferret bike like the one i have uh dealing with the cold is much easier because it keeps Probably. the wind wind a lot of off your off a lot of your body versus like if you were riding a naked bike i wouldn't know (laughs) (laughs) Um, riding the scrambler (laughs) yeah well when i when i took out our friends uh street twin oh yeah we rode up uh, up a canyon and this was this was also in may and uh rode up the canyon but it after the sun went down dropped down to like the 40 the like the low 50s and stuff i was like oh this is cold I was also wearing my mesh jacket too, so yeah. that didn't help. Well, I was but, too, but yeah. I still had like my little windscreen. On yeah, my, you know, and, but yeah, I didn't have anything. You were like, "Oh, house is cold, like, ladies and gentlemen." This like, is Gleb, Welcome, yep. <laughs> welcome to my world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I have a. I think I made like that a, joke in the last yeah. episode, but <laughs> probably. But yeah, on a fully fared bike, like it's it's much easier dealing oh, yeah. with the with the wind and stuff because it keeps a lot of it off you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for pants, uh, 
base layer. Definitely you want to wear, be wearing some thermals and stuff, depending on where you're riding and your cold tolerance, like yeah. thicker or thinner. I actually have these really nice, uh, like fleece, uh, like, like almost sweats guns. and stuff like that yeah. that I use for snowboarding under my bibs because mm. um, my bibs are not insulated. But I'll probably wear those on like a long ride or bring those on a long ride next time because they're almost like skin tight and stuff. So, yeah. But they're pretty thick and they're very good at keeping the keeping the heat in. Yeah, I have some thermals. like or They're not like waffle top thermals. They're just like generic or like silky ones that you pull over and they're they're skin tight you know and they they've served they've served me well in the winter and the same thing like i mentioned before like polyester or merino wool do not wear cotton yeah cotton does not i mean it keeps the heat okay but it absorbs moisture and if you start sweating that it does not yeah shed the shed the water or evaporate really quick from so that's why i had those old base layers before but that brings me to one point too though um since we're talking about gear what we wear or everything right we also have uh, you have the issue of bulkiness, mm. you know, because that That's, can uh, really yeah. hinder your comfort, how your comfort on the bike in terms of like manipulating your controls. Exactly. And, yeah. So it can be. So you I, you got to find your right balance. There's really we we really can't tell anybody like what works because what works yeah. for you doesn't work for me and vice no. versa. Like I think I think the motor like generic advice I can give to someone is if you're if you live in a cold weather environment and you want or if you want if you want to ride in like a cold weather environment or if you're like touring and stuff or wanting to try that, um, when shopping for gear that you can like layer size up for the outers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For the outer, for like your motor, your touring jacket and stuff size up so you can layer like your regular clothes underneath and stuff. That's my problem that I have currently Mm -hmm. with the sand. Like, uh, I've gotten a little, little, a little thicker around (laughs) the edges. Yeah. Around the edges over the last couple of, (laughs) couple of years. And, uh, my, uh, my current like touring jacket has become a little, a little too tight, like layering up and stuff. So I was like, okay, now I know like my next one's going to be a size up because you can always, most jackets have ways to cinch them down and bring them closer to the body. Yeah. Um, and mine's like mostly well that's one thing with my sand right is like so i did size up yeah remember like the sleeves hang down to like hair on me (laughs) you know but like but so it's like so if i'm just wearing the sand and like a t-shirt or something like it it can feel really baggy Mm -hmm. but then when we were doing those trips or when we ride on the colder days yeah it it fits like a dream perfect so and i think that's exactly because it's easier to cinch it down yeah and so and where i knew the sand wasn't going to be like my main riding jacket yeah that's my you know that's my touring jacket that's what i'll take if we're going to the mountains for a t- you know like a day or something yeah so yeah it's uh so that makes sense so having it sized up worked for me yeah and then i cinch it down as best as i can um yeah you know, i think it, that's if i have to just do a t-shirt yeah i think that's a better way to go too because i mean the sand is a great touring jacket and stuff it's, oh, it's massive, awesome it's got big vents for mm-hmm. warm weather and stuff like that and it's it's super durable yeah yeah it's a very durable uh well, from because we have the threes both of us and yep. like even the, the upgrade of the sand four has a is it a clip is it like a uh, a snap or is it a magnet that holds it open like the vents open now i think that plus plus they also have like a double zipper oh yeah yeah, yeah. So like the middle section like along the zipper that's right. also like a one massive vent which is kind of nice yeah uh, so but uh but yeah like uh underneath that like wind is your enemy basically mm. so even when I uh, when I, we're riding in the summer and stuff like that, um, if I know if it looks like it might rain or so, it might be a little chilly. Like once the sun goes down, if I'm wearing like my mesh jacket, I bring just like just a regular old like I have this older like Eddie Bauer windbreaker oh, that yeah. I just bring with me. It's 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 kind of oversized, so I can wear it over my riding jacket. Yeah, and just zip it up and keeps the wind off me and kind of keeps the heat trapped and stuff. And it helps it helps a lot if you don't have access to like afford or um if you like can't pay or if you can't like afford like a full full like expensive touring jacket and stuff i think just like your basic windbreaker from you know who could think that people couldn't spend like fifteen hundred dollars on a climb i know right Uh, yeah (laughs) climb i could never imagine spending that kind of money on a piece of gear sponsor us (laughs) it's very nice stuff (laughs) oh yeah but yeah like motorcycle motorcycle gear is expensive and Mm -hmm. stuff so like if you have uh, like an old uh, windbreaker lying around, mm-hmm. like bring that with you. They pack up really small. Throw that over if you're feeling cold, because not only is the cold like you know sucky to be in, yeah, but it also can like once you get too cold, it lowers your reaction time. It mm-hmm. lowers your 
ability to think plus there's also the risk of like hypothermia and frostbite and stuff like that and you don't want to add to that while also trying to be on a motorcycle because motorcycling is already like well, you and, know, yeah. risky enough, and yeah. you don't want to add to that additional risk well, and, and to, compromise yourself. And to turn it into like a balancing game, right? Is at the same time as like all those things are are true, but you also need to consider, again, going back to the bulk and how well you can manipulate. Yeah, everything. that too. You know, because like, what what good is it if your warm if your hands are warm and you're you can't, you have perfect reaction time, but you can't move your fingers yeah, over your clutch exactly. or your brake? You know, that's so. that's a very good point as well. So it's it's kind of a balancing game if you have like. Uh, a store near you where you can go try on the gear and mm-hmm. stuff try it on uh try on the gloves manipulate your bike controls outside if you can yeah uh see how it feels you don't want things to be too tight you don't want things to be too loose basically and yeah. especially in the cold you don't want things to be like super super big and loose because then that also causes heat to escape much easier yeah <laughs> so you want them to be like it's basically like a balancing act it's it's yeah. it's it can be tricky but once you find the right gear like st- stick to it oh I just remembered for helmets, <laughs> pin lock. Yes, yes. Pin lock. If yes. uh, you're if you're new and you're unfamiliar with pin lock, it's basically like uh, most helmets have it. Not all come with it included in the box. Yeah, but a lot of uh, helmets, at least the ones here sold here in the U.S., they come with a pin lock visor. And if you ever see a motorcycle helmet, it's got like two little dots on each side of the the screen, the visor in the front. Those are your, basically your pin. We call locks. them uh, eye nipples. Eye nipples. <laughs> uh, and but what that does is basically a pin lock is like a very thin layer of glass with like a silicon seal around it is it glass or sorry plastic okay yeah, i was gonna say poly- wait my, i could like yeah like <laughs> yeah like that polycarbonate like whatever whatever the pla- like yeah. plastic visors are made of it's just a kind of a same similar material yeah uh but basically what you do is you put it on uh put it onto your helmet visor and it kind of creates this double layer of glass in between your main visor and the the pin lock so moisture doesn't get in there so yeah. basically it keeps uh it does a really good job of helping the helping prevent oh it's it's night and day yeah. i i mean i've i've gone out before thinking like this, this is mostly like when i was a brand new writer and it's like i'm riding hell or high water you know yeah uh, so riding in the winter, uh, like I would even ride to work on my little rebel yeah. in like negative whatever in January. Yeah. And even with a pin lock, you can see like the moisture like forming around like the, oh, yeah. the edges. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get that on my show a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that pin lock is just, it's pristine. Yeah. You know, I sometimes on my show weight, if it gets cold enough or if I'm like, like breathing a little harder and stuff, it does start to like condense even on the pin lock down the middle mm. but without the pin lock like i wouldn't be able to see it at all yeah so it does a wonderful job of trying to of keeping the moisture away so if you are riding in cold weather i think that's a very pretty much a, a must oh a yeah must have hands down yeah you know yeah yeah no my, i think like my bottom line since we can't give like any like solid like oh this is what you need right yeah is like figure out bulk you know and then like just keeping yourself protected from the elements wind wet yep um wind is your enemy yeah moisture is your enemy um everything else once oh go ahead oh yeah once the wind hits once the moisture if you get wet if the wind hits that's you're you're gonna you're gonna get cold even yeah. in the summer months like you will get cold at altitude and yeah, yeah. oh well so keep I yourself mean, dry and keep yourself out of the wind we, we rode a few like what two weeks ago and it was cold coming out of that mountain oh stuck yeah in traffic. yeah we got stuck in traffic like Luckily, that kind of worked in our favor because <laughs> we didn't have the wind chill. Yeah, because we didn't have the wind chill. We could hear our, <laughs> the feel our engines kept us warm, keep, keeping us warm. But it was still <laughs> cold once we started moving. Yeah, um, and once again, it was one of those situations where we didn't expect it to get that chill right. like so quick. Well, and, after um, the sun. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, it, it, it's just that like we've we've gone over a few things of like what we do, yeah. what's worked for us. We didn't talk about boots, we, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Boots are important. Uh, waterproof, windproof. Basically, like everything else. Don't wear your summer riding shoes, I guess. Yeah, in the winter. I know not everybody wears, like, motorcycle footwear. Yeah. Um, You know, so just as long as you're wearing something that's not going to be, like, turning your toes blue. Yeah. And also for for your legs, what I forgot to suggest Mm -hmm. is uh, I personally just have my pants aren't waterproof. They're, like, water-resistant but not really waterproof. Is I bought, like, a cheap pair of uh, just, like, rain pants. 
Oh yeah, from yeah. Uh, Cycle Gear. So Slip I can I can over. literally slip them on without taking my boots off and stuff. They're just elastic. They look like old man pants, but well, and honestly, they work, and that's what matters. You know exactly. Well, and honestly, like having had like a, a pair of, of motorcycle pants, you know, that have like the internal windproof, waterproof layer. Yeah, I'm much more of a fan of the outer. Oh, 100 percent. Because you get too hot, you're gonna have to pull over and strip down, get that liner out. Exactly. But if you can just put it over your pants, it's much easier. Yeah. And even if you don't want to like go to a motorcycle store, if you don't have one, like go to your local like outdoor outdoor retailer and stuff like that you can get a pair of waterproof pants from that's what my dad does he yeah you know he he hasn't buy he hasn't bought like any motorcycle specific rain gear he just has like some typical like rain pants yeah you know that's basically what i have yeah too and like the same thing goes for like a windbreaker or wind jacket yeah and so back on boots so one thing that's nice like we know with our adventure boots where you get that protection up high yeah yeah um, like that that can help too that helps a lot and also wool socks Mm mm-hmm Thick wool socks. Wool is great at not absorbing moisture and kind of wicking it from your skin. Yeah. Uh, so it helps a lot with, even in the summer, when I wear my riding boots, I still wear, I just like, wear summer thin, wool. Yeah. yeah. Like thin wool socks and yeah. stuff. Cause it just keeps your feet from sweating. Uh, so I think those, those work really well. Yeah. Uh, and then also anything else on the boots? Not on boots. Um, I was going to get more into like the road conditions here in a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah do you very... have anything else on gear? I was or... just going to suggest uh, if you do live in the cold climate and you can't afford so, uh, heated grips. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's one of those things where it's, you kind of think. Buy like, once, cry once. Oh, <laughs> you know, like I won't need them. Or you can get heated gloves too. That's Or heated gear in general, which mm-hmm. we didn't actually mention. But you can get heated jackets. You can get heated gloves and things like that. So but yeah i think that one of the drawbacks to that is one you either have to a have them plugged into your bike so if you have you have to have like a way to do that or charge and them. not all bikes have a socket or you have to charge them and if you run out of charge or like forget to and then you're kind of sol yeah but with heater grips they're they're always there mm-hmm. so you, they're always on the bike and they do great in like emergencies or even in the summer they kind of i know it's like the like the side effect of them is they kind of help relax your muscles a little yeah. bit if you've been riding for a while so i, I keep hitting this mic but <laughs> so um i i know quite a few people who ride with like heated gear you know they just have like a battery internal that yeah. they can run it or they can plug it into their bike they swear by it they love it that's great you know yeah. but i have a heated uh riding jacket the battery sold separately that's probably the number one obstacle for me not wearing it in the winter but I was just like, I don't know, it was just, it was just a lot. I, mm-hmm. I really can't explain it. So, you know, like, if it's going to work for you, I, I know people who, they swear by it. Me, personally, yeah. I'm just like, I just don't really want to, like, have to charge another thing and carry it with me. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a very personal yeah. preference type deal. Yeah. So, so again, like, buyer beware in terms of, like, if, if you want to do it and you're going to use it good, for me, I spent, like, 200 bucks on a jacket and... Never used it. I've never used it. Like, I wrote it around. I, I I wore it, but I never bought yeah. like the heated pack, like the battery. Yeah, because it was like seventy bucks. <laughs> so yeah. it's like ah, I'm good. Um, so road conditions. Yeah, I think that's a good thing we can. Um, I so, so there's obvious road conditions, right? We got salt and water and salt snow. and water, and then if it gets too cold, potential icing. Icing and um, roads. Oh, I, I totally mixed that up. I was gonna <laughs> salt was the giveaway. <laughs> I, I think, um, I, I haven't seen any like wear and tear in my bike from salt, but I haven't either, but I also don't tr- take it out like after a snowstorm where, when the roads yeah. are at their basically, uh, it, it was a long way around the barn of just saying like, you know, if you're going to, it's like, Oh wow, it's a nice day out on this fine winter, winter day. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, I can go ride, look for like that white residue, look for salt stacks you know because yeah. that, that stuff's not good for your bike no it's um, gonna corrode through the metal even you, though it's supposed to be like less corrosive nowadays but yeah I don't, I don't trust it i don't either so like I, I've bikes had are more days. delicate than cars so yeah yeah no i was especially if you ride a ducati <laughs> <laughs> just kidding for ducati we, we just we just got on their good side yep so. <laughs> oh damn it okay no they're fine bikes but yeah no salt is good like for any generally bike. good for your bike yeah. yeah it's like i you know off topic with that like I, I thought it would be so cool to go out sometime and like take some pictures like on the salt flats with our bikes yeah i don't want to do it like i might i might still do it but your bike is way more pain in the ass to clean than mine that's true because you have like the air fins, air and fins things like that and on yeah. your engine mine is more just 
like straightforward. Yeah. But I could see it because my radiator is right up front there. Like it's going to get stuff. Yeah. Right well, up mine's right up front too. Right, right and, behind the tire. And, oh yeah. Yeah. Like I definitely wouldn't want to risk like getting salt back there. It's going to be a pain in the ass to clean out. Yeah. I, I love riding motorcycles. I do not like any sort of mechanical work. I hate doing that on cars. I'm, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan either. That's I'll do an oil simple. change and clean yep. my chain, but I, I don't like anything else. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how I feel about yeah. it, too. <laughs> if it's something I can do myself, I'll try just to save money. But for the most part, if it's something more complicated, I'm like, I'm just going to take it in. Yeah. So I don't want to deal with it. So um, that was the biggest thing I just wanted to get around to say with that was that just... Um, I think the the other big thing with road conditions is uh, if it gets cold enough, be aware of black ice. Yep. Very dangerous, car or bike. Um, also, keep in mind that bridges ice up before roads do. So that's kind of like be a little more... Over or under here. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> so like be careful, like be more cautious and be more aware of on the bridge. Look for any like too shiny of patches of road and stuff. On the bike. In fact, uh, just last weekend, I took my bike up uh, one of the canyons here. Oh, yeah. And I pulled into a parking area, and it was just iced over. I didn't really? realize it because it looked black. Like it, it looked like there was like mud or snow on it, but I didn't realize. I was like, oh, shit, this is frozen. Yeah. <laughs> like this is actual fro- I, frozen stuff. And I was like, okay, the bike is like handling it okay, but I like... I could not put my feet down to like hold the bike up because I could feel you my just foot just momentum. slipping him. Yeah. Slipping. I managed to like park it to get some pictures of it and stuff, but it was like, I was like, yeah, I, I would not want to ride on a surface like this. Yeah. And no. That would be like, and I would thing, not be able to turn. One thing to consider too, right? So if the boot, the, the boot, the bike, if the bike is moving forward, you have that, mo- you have that centrifugal force to keep you upright. Yeah. Um, you know, physics is working in your favor. And with our bikes, they're, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty high end. Yeah. Um, they do have, um, computers and then like the imu and everything yeah everything in there so like if you're moving at speed the bike's computers can actually make small corrections to keep them more upright yeah you don't want to rely on that you know um but those are kind of nice things if you have like a like a it's like a little safety net a little safety net yeah, yeah but it's not um, gonna like keep you from crashing yeah. if you already lean too well, far like, and you hit a patch of black ice yeah well where i was going with that was back when i had my rebel oh geez this mic sorry everybody <laughs> um you know, when I had my Rebel, I was riding that, uh, riding that in the winter. Yeah. Um, and the same thing, I was like pulling into like a parking lot, um, pure ice everywhere. And I was like, oh crap. You know, so like, but like what I had to do to like kind of keep myself upright, because I was, I was new. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I was going like way too slow. I had way too much input on the handlebars. And instead of putting my foot down to catch myself, I just had to like stomp slash kick the ground. Yeah. <laughs> to like get myself back up and then like speed up. It was, yeah, it's, it was scary. It's not a fun situation to be in. No. Like, yeah. If it's, if the roads are obviously icy, probably don't ride. That's, that's the best advice. Yeah. Uh, but if you have to like, you just keep an eye on, on, mm-hmm. on the, uh, on the road and, uh, if it gets to the point where it's like dropping below freezing and stuff like that, and if you are far from home, if you need to ride, I think it's one of those situations where you may have to make a call and just like, okay, I'm just gonna stay here for the night because like, yeah, it is physically like danger. It's it's literally too dangerous to ride. Yeah, like, like the, the risk- yourself first comes first. Like your yeah. safety comes first. The risks outweigh like any sort of positive you'd have yeah. to get home that day. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that risk is worth losing uh, your bike, but more importantly, your life or your, like, health. your health over and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, basically keep an eye on road conditions. Keep an eye on temperature. Um, I would say check the weather, but half the time the weather is like it's not right. I know, right? Like Google's keep, or not Google. Like the weather app's been not super reliable. And <laughs> weather weather is like unpredictable in and general and stuff is, like yeah. that. But I also think like just uh as to kind of like more wrap up here and stuff. Yeah. Um uh, just like just common sense, I think makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see dark clouds in the horizon, if the temperature feels like it's dropping, obviously like you can kind of deduct yeah. what you need to do from that. Like, oh okay, uh like we're lucky enough that our bikes have a temperature gauge on them, so we can kind of it, they tell Yours us. does. Mine doesn't. Yours doesn't? Nope. Oh, I thought it did. Nope. Um, my bike has a temperature gauge on it, and it even tells me when it's too cold or Fancy. when there's potential icing. It pops up a little snowflake icon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's made for snowflakes. Yeah, it's a bike to tell them. It's a little baby bike. You know, it's got traction control and ABS. I mean, and... I have all that too. So, but it doesn't tell me when when it's too when cold. It's too... I think it needs to. <laughs> you hate the cold. I think my bike just trusts me to know. 
to treat it just treats me like an adult <laughs> that's why you complain about the cold <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i whine and um, cry about the cold <laughs> but yeah mine will like show me the temperature but if like i don't think most bikes a yeah. lot of bikes do that um but like check it on your phone check it like wherever mm-hmm. you can and stuff like that and if you're like oh that's dropping really quick or that's uh that's gonna be a problem or you see some like looming clouds in the horizon and stuff like that yeah. because i mean we're talking about cold weather and winter riding and things like that or went um but also like rain even a summer storm can be really, really cold. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. I've like been caught can, in a lot of those, actually, yeah. summer rainstorms. Do you remember just, when we got caught in that hailstorm? That sucked. Or freezing? Ugh, <laughs> that was not fun at all. That hurt. I've been, well, like, with um, in our riding group, like Emerson, I've, in one rainstorm I was caught with, with uh, Matt. I don't know if you've met him. In the, I right? have. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. We got caught, and it was such a bad rainstorm that I offered he could park his bike at my house, and his buddy would come pick him up because yeah. he lived, like, still, like, 30 minutes away. No, that's, that's then, not fun. Me and Emerson got caught in one riding up Big Cottonwood, and the rain was just torrential uh, downpour. When I got my first bike a couple of years ago, <laughs> I was riding from uh, Evanston back to back towards Ogden and stuff, and yeah. it's a freeway ride. It was a full-on downpour, like, completely pouring, and I was on the freeway. It was the most terrifying experience of my life. Oh, I bet, yeah. Like, I had my... being so new. Yeah, I had my waterproof, like upper layer but i was just wearing like riding jeans which were not waterproof <laughs> my boots were but because the jeans were in the water just like seeped would, into them yeah. i would i got home i had to take a hot shower immediately and this was in the summer this was mm-hmm. like july well or june yeah. and i was like i am freezing that's like, what it was, was cold yeah that's what i was gonna say like with both those rainstorms like yeah it was middle of summer yeah both times it's i was like i gotta go i gotta go take a hot shower yeah. and get in a blanket yep once <laughs> the sun goes away and the water hits you if you're like soaking wet yeah oh that like all semblance of summer goes away you're like you will get cold eventually mm-hmm. because that wind chill will will get to you yeah, yeah. so stay dry that's <laughs> stay dry uh wear windproof layer either over or under your jacket whatever is feasible yeah um so i guess in conclusion just i guess i'll just do a quick summary before we wrap up for jackets size up Make sure it's nice and loose because it can always for be cold weather. Down for yeah. cold weather. Uh, layer. Don't get wet. Keep out of the wind. Uh, don't get sweaty. Yep. Stay dry. Uh, watch out for road conditions and weather conditions. And if it's if it feels like it's too dangerous to ride, don't do it. Yeah, you know, um, I agree with pretty much all that. Like it's those are what our recommendations i believe are uh we've been riding together for a few years now so we've kind of like had the, this like tag team back and forth of like yeah. what's working for us exactly the rides we do yeah um, and also like some people are more cold tolerant than others that's okay <laughs> uh and uh and yeah like i can handle a lot more cold than me than you yeah uh, and that's that's the case for a lot of people it just kind of depends what you're what you're kind of used to but even if you are cold tolerant you're not immune to t- immune to the cold you're and not, eventually yeah, you, i mean you can still get hypothermia just oh, like me easy yeah, yeah like so. <laughs> like it, it will eventually get to you yeah and also like the dangerous thing is like once you do start feeling like to the point of hypothermia and this is like the scary thing i find about like hypothermia in general you actually feel hotter yeah. And then you do colder and your body like almost it's like a trick. Yeah. Almost. So like like if you're if you've been freezing for like hours and yeah. all of a sudden you start feeling hot, stop riding. Like find shelter, <laughs> warmth, whatever, because that is and then, dangerous yeah. shit. This I, will I, kill you. <laughs> and I think it's important that we mention too, like with, with a situation like that, right? This that's like if you're on a long ride. Yeah. It's you know, very, if you're riding around the block, you still want to take care of yourself, be safe, be warm. But like I mean, like I was I was so nerded out about like riding in my first year right yeah i was riding to work i was just riding around the block or the neighborhood you know yeah and i would get decked up in all my winter gear and then i'd be back home in like you know 15 minutes yeah it kind of just depends i mean hypothermia like it's not like a it's not like an on switch it's a it's a gradual thing but if you're situational yeah but if you're if you're very cold for a certain a certain amount of time it will eventually like oh yeah you'll yeah. start to lose heat before your body can generate heat and that's when it becomes very dangerous no for sure but yeah cold so. weather riding is not uh it's not 
it's not like a simple thing to do it's like oh just layer up and whatever it is it comes with its own risks and hazards so just kind of yeah. keep those in mind and that's that's my and i would say it's like message yeah i would take it back to like it's situational you're riding in cold weather you know you you have to like assess what your situation is what's the worst case scenario best case scenario for yeah. however long a ride you're doing pack according yeah or, or uh, you know equipped accordingly and if you're far from home and it's too cold to ride don't risk it stay home we care safety is more important than <laughs> trying you know, to like it's funny to make it it's funny right because like i still think about that like we made it okay we made it home safe right yeah but that was pretty miserable i i, I think it we, was it was miserable we, but the road conditions weren't like yeah. dangerous but at the same time for, well, i was thinking I, I did have like a thought it was like oh maybe we should just like book another night or something I know, uh, yeah you know because like we don't know what it's like up there yeah you know like we had like a couple hundred miles to cover it was you the know. coldest, like, in our last, like, two hours of the trip. Though. That's why we kind of just kept going. But I think it was, like, that cold still in Colorado. Yeah. I think I would have been on board for, like, an extra night just for safety. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. That's, that's yeah i, I think I think, I think a lot of our advice has been like more for like if you're new to cold weather or if you're looking yeah, for if, advice oh, so. and if if you made it this far in the episode yeah <laughs> uh if you have been riding for a while if you like go on like lengthy tours of or ride in cold weather and stuff feel free to share mm-hmm. share advice and we'll uh you know talk about it in the next episode i think for no, i think that'd be great like i that. think there, i think so we, let us know yeah i think we have a lot to learn from like the more experienced writers oh, especially for like the tours who go in yeah. all sorts of weather exactly so yeah if, if you're one of those guys or if you have thought like yeah we yeah. just love to hear from you so. if you're itchy boots and you're listening to this <laughs> let us let us know about your cold weather experiences because you've had a lot yeah <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you so guys so much for watching. Uh, just once again, if you have comments, suggestions, and feedback, mm-hmm. uh, feel free to comment on YouTube or our DM us on Instagram uh, or send us an email at TDT Motorcycles. Yeah. Or, yeah, at TDT Motorcycles at gmail.com. So, and thanks again, really, th- for. Thanks again for listening. We're, I'm, yeah, take care. <laughs> <laughs>